Hi everyone, I'm Sophie Neal. I work here at AMBOSS as one of our international presenters, presenting information to students day to day so that you learn how to get the most out of it for your studies. I'm originally from Wales, but I actually now live in Germany. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Tanner Schrank, AMBOSS Physician and Partnerships Manager. I'm originally from the US and I live in Poland where I help improve medical education through AMBOSS for students like you. Welcome to the AMBOSS International Podcast, Beyond the Textbook. Today, we're joined by one of our previous ambassadors and working students, the incredible Shafika Sfura, who is currently completing his internship at Atlantida General Hospital. Our hosts are AMBOSS physician, Dr. Tana Schrank, and AMBOSS International presenter, Sophie Neal. Medical school is a long journey, and one that can definitely feel like a huge investment in your future. Although for many medical students, their professional path seems clear, For others, the question of what will I do when I finish medical school is not even addressed, especially when studying medicine has what seems to be quite a clear trajectory and medical students are expected to make a decision about what they would like to do with their life at a relatively young age. These early decisions can create a huge amount of pressure and stress, particularly when entering a field such as medicine that might not have been studied previously and that requires a big time commitment. This commitment, plus the financial costs, depending on where you choose to study, can cause many medical students to feel that heading into a clinic or hospital is their only option, when in reality, there exists a wide range of opportunities outside medical school for medical students. The AMBOSS founders are a perfect example, creating AMBOSS after completing their final exams in medical school. Today's episode will explore some of those options and hopefully share some inspiration for the next steps of your journey after medical school, whatever that may be. Thank you very much, Tana, for starting us off. And Shafiq, welcome to this Ambos International Podcast episode. We're so happy to have you join us, especially when it is so early in the morning for you in Honduras. So thank you for getting up for us. Can you maybe tell us a bit more about you and perhaps what stage of medical school you're in or, or your background? Perfect. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hi, everyone. My name is Shafika Sfura, and I am from Honduras. I'm currently 25 years old. And yeah, as Ms. Sophie was mentioning, I'm currently in my internship year here in the country. This is pretty much my seventh year studying medicine in med school. So the way how medicine works here is you pretty much have all of the basic medicine courses from first to fourth year. Then on fifth and sixth year, you get two years completely on clinical rotations and environment inside the school slash hospital where we are learning. And then on your seventh and eighth year, you're pretty much a junior doctor. So you're doing your internship year, and we also have a mandatory social service we have to do in the rural areas in our country. So I'm currently in the middle of my seventh year. It's been a really long journey, (laughs) but it's really fun. And even though I am still a medical student per se, because of how medicine is structured here in my country, I am working as a doctor in my hospital. So I am taking decisions on patients. I am in the emergency room. I go to the operating room. So it's pretty much a lot of things we do in the hospital as doctors, even though we still don't have like our official title that we are allowed by the hospitals because of these practice years we're in. Besides med school, I was part of student organizations, leadership groups, and I have also been part of the AMBOSS team in the AMBOSS family. I got to know about AMBOSS a lot of years ago and it changed the way how I studied medicine. I became part of the ambassadors group. So it was a group of people motivated to showcase about AMBOSS and how we can use it in med school. 
which really opened up the doors to another opportunities in my life. And besides med school, I also tried doing some research. So whenever I have free time, I try to get involved in any projects I can find in my hospital and with some other attendings. So it's kind of the things I, I try to do in med school, not to just be encapsulated in med school, because I think that's the worst thing you can do as a med student. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah, amazing advice. And I think this is going to be a bit of a theme throughout the episode. I was so impressed, you know, looking at your experience and how many things you're doing as well as medical school. And of course, we've had you as part of our family here at Amboss. So we're so happy to have you back to chat with us. I don't know how you get everything done, (laughs) but I wanted to ask if you've got or had any specific expectations for yourself, you know, when you started medical school and did you see yourself just sort of going through medical school and becoming a physician at the end? Or did you... In the beginning, think, actually, I'd like to get involved with lots of different things. Or is it something that happened along the way? You know, it's really just something that happened along the way. I remember the first time I got involved in something extracurricular in med school was when I was in my third year. I had just finished my morphological and physiological courses. And in my faculty, you as a student, you can become a laboratory instructor of histology and physiology. And I really like teaching. I like doing it when I was in high school and I really liked those courses. So I was like, yeah, why not? And I applied and I became instructor and then I became part of the board of that laboratory. So I was pretty much giving classes to my peers. And that's where everything began because I was so motivated at education and giving courses and giving like conferences and stuff thanks to that that I then got myself into research. And because of the conferences part, I really enjoyed that. And at the end, I got to know like all of these other organizations. Everything was just appearing during that time. And something you mentioned was key for me. How do you manage to get everything? And it's something I really learned very late. I started procrastinating a lot of things in my life, including my classes. So it was kind of hard to find balance between being a good medical student, but also like being good also with your extracurriculars and trying to motivate yourself outside of just the books. That's really, really good to know. I think also really interesting to know as well. You can go into a journey with a very specific expectation, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to change along the way. Yes, yes, definitely. That's so interesting. Did you feel that your goals in your career and after medical school changed at the same time? You know, I actually changed. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, I was a medical interpreter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I really want to be helping people. And I really like public health. When I went into med school, I was going with that idea. I want to become just a clinician. And I still have that vision. But thanks to some of the opportunities I have had, I started liking research. And I also had the opportunity to learn about political documents, for example, policy documents and how these things work in the government. So it's because of all of these conferences I I have attended that I have broadened that idea of what I want to do in medical school. And my final conclusion is I just don't want to be just a clinician, but I really want to go into this scientific slash administrative field. Mm -hmm. So it's something that changed when I was like in fourth or fifth year. Wow, that's really cool. That is really, really cool. So exploring non-clinical work after medical school or becoming a volunteer or a researcher or public health worker, these are all really interesting trajectories that people can take after medical school. So we actually included a couple links to this in the show notes for this episode. But could you talk a little bit more about your experience with these student associations? So specifically, you worked with IFMSA. Yes. So around 2017, 
IFMSA Honduras was being founded here in the country. So the IFMSA, it's this massive international federation of medical students. So with some friends, they started the process. They contacted the IFMSA so that we could create our national member organization. And since they needed volunteers and I knew about research, I pretty much volunteered myself to become like the person in charge of the research committee. Mm-hmm. And I became its national officer. And we started like building this thing from zero. Like it began in my faculty. Then we slowly get to know about other medical students in the other faculties here in my country. And we worked for two years on building the bases, becoming an NGO, activating like exchanges. Mm-hmm. Before that, medical students couldn't go on clinical or research exchanges to other countries, as well as opening the doors for international and, and abroad students to come here. And we got to open those opportunities for medical students mm-hmm. and that's when i applied to being the president of ifmsa honduras in 2019 and it was really hard because that's the part that nobody tells you about doing a lot of extracurriculars plus being a medical student and it's all fun and games until you start getting burnt out yeah yeah it's, it's definitely uh, something you are not prepared for and it's very hard to recognize mm-hmm. that's where the important part comes to recognize when you're burnt out and learn when to say no to things there was this time where I was giving conferences on leadership, on education, research every weekend. So if the weekend was the time where I was supposed to study <laughs> when I was studying, yeah, it, it was it was really hard. 2019 was really hard. I think not enough medical students hear this advice where it's okay to say no. It's okay to take a look at yourself and see if you're burning yourself out trying to fill your resume with all these extracurricular things. Yeah. And it's okay to step back and say no and refocus on what's important. Yes, yes, definitely. When I started my internship back in November last year, I took the decision to just cut all of my extracurriculars, most of them, mm-hmm. and focus back again on med school, like how I should be doing it. Yeah, I think it's really important to realize when it's too much and to decide to focus on what is most important in that moment. And in this case, as you said, now working and focusing on your work in the hospital. I wanted to ask as well, Shafiq, about your work with AMBOSS as an ambassador. And I know this would be something extra that you're not continuing at the moment as, of course, you're in the hospital. But, you know, what first started you studying with AMBOSS and what inspired you to apply for the role as an ambassador? When I discovered about Amboss, that was around uh, 2018. And I was like, wow, this app is really cool. And I actually bought it because a friend of mine recommended me. So I started using the platform and then I had the opportunity to go to the IFMSA August meeting. It was in Montreal in Canada and Omar Cherkawi was there, which is part of the Amboss team. And he's also a previous IFMSA president. So I got to meet with him and we started talking about Amboss and I told him that I was going to be the IFMC Honduras president and how we can be collaborating because I wanted to bring this platform to the rest of my students in the country and and open the doors for them. Mm -hmm. And then next year in the August meeting of the IFMC of 2019, which was in Taiwan, I saw an Amboss stand and I saw like a trifolio. I still have this saved here in my room. (laughs) That it was like, apply to become ambassador. And I was like, how come I have been one year or more <laughs> using this platform and I didn't know you can become an ambassador? Yeah. <laughs> Which is something I was pretty much already doing in my faculty, like spreading the word about Amboss. So yeah, um, whenever we are in the emergency room, for example, in night shifts and we don't have any patients, I get out my computer and we start solving like clinical cases of trauma and surgery with my peers. Mm-hmm. 
So it gets really fun and interesting. And whenever we get this type of cases, we're like, all right, we know how to do this. We learned that with Ambos and we know all of these steps to take. That's exactly what I would say. The things that you described about using Ambos to study for medical school and for practicing to see these actual patients, that's exactly how I would say students should use Ambos to improve their medical education. And any listeners can also try out Ambos for free by following the links in our show notes. But to get back to the idea about non-clinical jobs, you worked with Ambos and you've tried out all these different types of jobs. What do you think about medical education? Is that something that you're going to pursue more in the future? You know, that's a great question. And and I have been debating myself over this past year because I'm planning to apply to my residency in the UK if everything goes right. Yep. But I have been trying to think about getting a simultaneous master's degree. And I have been seeing two particular programs, one in research and the other one in medical education. And I really don't know what path to take. But mm-hmm. one particular thing I'm really excited about is using digital resources. Okay. Especially in, in the context, I would say, of my country, where we are mm-hmm. categorized as a low middle income country. And our faculties don't give us access, for example, to platforms like Amboss, just to give an example. We're limited to books. And yes, books work, but maybe they're not the most efficient or smart way to be learning medicine at this moment. At 2022, I don't believe they are. Right. When you find these alternatives, everything changes. Like it's a completely game changer because you're no longer being asked in a mechanical, theoretical way. And it's very practical. And it's something I believe that all medical students should be exposed to. I think that this is pretty much the future of medical education. Yeah, definitely. That's really, really cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, how do you find the time for all of these different things? Your YouTube channel, your work at the hospital, your studies, working with AMBOS, IFMSA. How how do you do it? What advice would you (laughs) give to other students that want to kind of have a more well-rounded time in medical school and balance those extracurriculars as well? Well, that's definitely a complicated question. I think I try to see these things as things I enjoy, as hobbies. And I will never be part, for example, of a research study if I don't like it or if if I will not have fun doing it, for example. And I think that's one of the tricks of it. Enjoy these extracurriculars and not only doing them because you want a boost in your CV or, or these type of things, because it's usually what we think about in med school, but actually enjoying them. And I try to picture my daily life in terms of hours. The downside of it is that you can get to this, what I call toxic productivity, where you try to stretch yourself at your limits to be able to get everything done, which definitely works. But as I mentioned before, always try to check on if you have become burnout. So what I try to do is at least study one hour per day. I maybe spend like one hour on Netflix and then the other two hours is like, all right, let's focus on content creation or let's focus on this research study. It's nice when you think about the end goal of all of these things. I think the advice you just shared was really important, what you mentioned, you know, to make sure you prioritize, to make sure you really enjoy what you get involved in. And also, I really liked, you know, that you mentioned, okay, maybe I've got three hours, but one of those hours, actually, I'm going to watch Netflix, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's really important to, as you said, not burn out and and take that time for yourself, even if it is just one hour. But I think when you're trying to achieve so many things in a short space of time, prioritization and sort of scheduling yourself can be the most helpful. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. We have a blog article on the Amboss blog about creating and achieving your goals in medical school and beyond. And it touches on a lot of the same things that you just mentioned. So listeners can go read that and find out more. Yeah, definitely. Also check out Shafiq's YouTube channel for some of his tips. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out. <laughs> yeah. 
of everything that you've done so far, if you've had a, a favorite, you know, whether it is working in medical education or it is research or it is being a student or it is being part of IFMSA or your YouTube? Yeah, I, I think the IFMSA experience, definitely. Why would you say that's been your favorite? It opened my eyes that you can do medicine outside the hospital. And that really changed how I was seeing medicine. It's what you can do in your daily life outside of the normal books. And it's because of the IFMSA that I had the opportunity, for example, to go to at least five or six conferences in other countries and regions in the world. I got to know these amazing people around the world. Thanks to these congresses is that I ended up knowing about the ambassador program. Yeah. And I think the experience I value the most from the IFMSA, besides getting to know all of the people, was actually doing an exchange. I did an exchange in Mexico for one month. So I think that experience, that particular experience is shaping what I want to do after I finish medical school. That's really, really cool to hear. And if you had to give some advice to students who are really struggling, you know, to find their path and they're not really sure what professional steps to take when they finish their medical school journey, what would you say? Join a student association that opens your eyes as this organization did for me. So at the end, it's there's more beyond just your medical school in your city. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much again for coming. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. We've learned a lot and it's been so great having you join us. Shafiq, thank you for being here and sharing your professional experiences both in and outside of medical school. It's been really inspirational to listen to you and we're excited to see how your path unfolds as you continue. We hope that this episode will highlight just how many options are out there for medical students, whatever steps they choose to take if you have any great tips on how to navigate the post-medical school journey and would like to share them, please send us an email to int.podcast at amboss.com. We would love to read some out in our future episodes. Today, we've talked about life after medical school and explored a variety of extracurricular and professional avenues outside life in the clinic. Head to the links in the description to read more about extracurricular and professional life outside medical school. Coming up next time, we'll be discussing anxieties, daily life, and hospital visits during pandemics. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you soon. Don't forget, you can check out the AMBOSS platform for your medical studies and sign up for a free five-day trial at amboss.com. The AMBOSS blog can also be found at blog.amboss.com forward slash US and all information about our AMBOSS podcast and the AMBOSS platform can be found at go.amboss.com forward slash international podcast.